This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Rebecca Peters, it's great to meet you. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. It's awesome. We, we are almost, we're almost starting down like the podcast before the podcast that seems to happen it's a fairly standard thing with a lot of guests we get chit chatting before the podcast and we're like ah oh, geez i should have hit record because this is kind of a cool conversation so absolutely we were just talking about my experience in podcasting how people that i meet i'm just like these are just such nice people like i've never had anybody as a podcast guest which is like somebody that you meet you know at work or whatever where you're just like i hope i never have to see that person again it's just like everybody's just great people and i think it's because we're all hunters i i agree with you on that part <laughs> oh cool so rebecca you are a registered holistic nutritionist and you have a business uh, and the brand mindful fuel .ca. And you are a hunter too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I know they kind of seem like they don't go together, do they? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, that's what we're going to peel the layers back out on in this podcast. But, um, you know, I think I think they do. And, and I think you're going to have some really great uh, perspectives on why they do. Now, you were also um, involved with the Wild Sheep Society of British Columbia <clears throat> on their uh, Women Shaping Conservation uh, Initiative. And you're also participating at a national level um, in the Advancing Women in Conservation Initiative that was started by the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. They had a summit uh, this year that, that you attended. So... You got a lot, a lot on the go. Now, to kick the conversation off, let's start with what is and what do you do as a holistic nutritionist? So, um, a holistic nutritionist, what is that? Um, solely, it's kind of, you know, looking at your life from an interconnection 
um, experience, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And we have these interconnections in our body, like our nervous system, our digestive system, respiratory system. And so what a holistic nutritionist does is look at the person and, and their whole body, mind and spirit. So, you know, it's not just about what you eat or what you consume, but what are you consuming in your daily life? You know, are you watching too much TV? Do you have bad relationships? Um, you know, do you have a lot of stress? Are you not sleeping at night? And so, you know, it's it's more than just dietary needs. And so what I do is I try to encourage people to make uh, the correct choices and be mindful of what they're bringing in their environment, that's the, their environment around them or in their bodies and coach them along and provide them with the education that they need to help their bodies thrive. Um, so that, that's kind of been a passion of mine for, for decades, actually. And a few years ago, I decided to go back to school and actually get some education in it so that I could practice it moving forward. Um, it's been a big part of my life. My father grew up on a farm. And so, you know, uh, he always shared with us his stories about living on the farm and how, you know, farming practices are done. And so from a young age, I did have that advantage of, you know, caring about what I put in my body and where it comes from. Right, right. And probably no, no shortage of um, good body fitness too. if you grew up on, on a farm. Um, you probably were one of those kids that were like, out before school and after school and had had to help out with the with the family business. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And so and I also do remember from a young age, we kind of my parents, the way that they raised us was kind of farm like even though I lived in the city, you know, we had a lot of chores, we had a lot of responsibilities. And, and I think that, you know, offered me like a really well rounded childhood. And, you know, they also exposed us to the outdoors. My parents weren't hunters, um, so, um, you know, they still valued um, time uh, spent in the outdoors and, you know, that instilled um, a love of nature, which, you know, offered uh, or allowed me to uh, develop a strong connection to the environment and and wildlife. Um, so, you know, I've only really been hunting for a couple of years or a few years. And so I am an adult onset hunter. Um, but I really feel that that interconnects with being um, wanting to live more of a holistic life and um, holistic wellness, where I think hunting was like the missing piece for me, to be honest, I care deeply about the food I eat and the quality of food that I eat. And, you know, allowing that to be part of my life as well, just kind of brings it full circle for me. Oh, wow. So is, is there, is there a part of hunting beyond like the food quality that you feel is important to your holistic living as well? Like, um, so we, you know, I kind of talk about hunting and being out in nature and connecting and people are always like, well, why do you need to shoot an animal to do all those things or whatever? And it's like, it's hard to explain. Right. But what, what is, 
what is hunting sort of in addition to food, food quality, helping you holistically? Yeah, really great question, Mark. You know, um, hunting and conservation are integral parts of my life because they offer such a range of benefits. Um, you know, uh, hunting and conservation from a holistic approach offers the well-being, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And, you know, for me, I'm very passionate about that. And I, I want to encourage everyone to explore the outdoors and engage more in nature, which is a holistic approach. Um, and, you know, consider the positive impact um, hunting can have on both uh, personal well-being, hunting and conservation. Um, you know, firstly, um, the physical aspect of it, right? The act of moving our bodies, uh, engaging in the pursuit and supporting what our bodies are designed to do, which is move, right? We're not meant to be sedentary and sit all day and stare at a screen or the TV or you know, just lounge around. Um, so it's vital for overall health. And I think that hunting provides a lot of that. Um, hunting also contributes to your mental well-being. Um, nature has a profound impact on our mental health. You know, the quiet moments in wilderness, uh, the challenges of the hunt and you know the beautiful landscapes they provide a mental rest for our bodies and our brains and you know we need that in our day-to-day -day life and i don't think that people are getting enough of that you're also breathing in fresh air you're getting sunlight or rain whatever it may be um, and you know it's a break from the hustle and the bustle of daily life and uh, i believe that it offers clarity and focus and What's important to me is that it's a it's a connection that's something much greater than than us and that we what we can understand, and then on you know on the emotional aspect, um, uh, hunting and conservation go hand in hand for me by you know actively participating in ethical hunting practices. We contribute to wildlife management and habitat uh, preservation. And this not only uh, sustains the ecosystems, but also nurtures a sense of responsibility and connection to the natural world. Um, it's a deeply emotional experience knowing that our actions, uh, you know, positively impact the environment. Um, so those those qualities and those connections for me are really important. And I, and I believe that they should be important for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Those are, those are really good points. Do you, do you ever find like when you go hunting, um, there's just those, there's those times, those days where you just feel at peace out there. Um, you're just letting what happens happen. Um, and then there's those times where you go out there with preconceived notions, with a level of stress and anxiety, you maybe want something to happen that, you know, might not, let's say like you're forcing, you know, Jesus, deer just needs to walk out there like, ah, you know, and, and just kind of, do, do you find yourself in those two 
polar frames of mind when you're hunting. And if you do, I see you nodding your head, is that a valuable thing to go through for holistic body health in your opinion? Yes, absolutely. I mean, let's just take a look at life in general, regardless of what you're doing. Um, life isn't always cheery and wonderful and excellent and everything goes well. We have our ups and downs, our lows, our highs. And I found when I started, this actually happened, like I've always enjoyed the outdoors, but I found when I started hunting that these experiences offered me life purpose in the sense where I was able to learn and navigate life, specifically stress in my life a lot better. Um, you know, being out in nature does offer this peacefulness, this calmness. And in fact, when I'm hunting, I have the least, most of the time I do have, I do feel that stress sometimes too, but I think it's a good stress. Um, and I do have those lows in hunting as well, but for the majority of time, I feel really calm when I'm out in nature and as well as I feel way more connected to the purpose in my life. Like everybody, you know, we all have a purpose, but I don't think our purpose is to be sitting sedentary at a screen all day or being around dense buildings. We're just, we're just not designed to do that. It's not in our DNA. And that's something that I've learned through holistic health as well. And you know, a lot of people feel, well, I'm not connected to nature. I don't like the outdoors, but you, we can say all that. We can say those things to ourselves, but we actually are connected. We're there and the connection is there. And, you know, nature and being outdoors and hunting can offer a lot of healing uh, for somebody. And I know that it's offered that to me. So I'm, I'm very sold on the fact that it can be offered to all of us. Mm, no, those are good. Those are good points. I'm, I know for me, you know, sometimes when I go out hunting, my mind is not, I'm not present. My mind is not on my surroundings. Uh, I'm not attentive. I'm thinking of something that's back home or on my desk or, you know, or, or whatever. And usually what happens is, is some amazing opportunity <laughs> presents itself and you blow it because you're not you're not actually paying attention. You're ambling along. Your mind is somewhere else. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, there's like a whitetail buck goes bouncing off. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was standing there looking at me, but I was, I was not present. And I know for me personally, it's a struggle. Like not every day I can just walk out there with a clear mind and be present, but it's helping me to be mindful, which I love that word in your, in your, in your brand. It's, <laughs> It has, as I get older, it's helping me to learn how to become present because when I'm not, it's not as enjoyable because you seem to be swimming up, up the stream when you're not present in the outdoors. And I, I don't know, is that, is that anything that resonates with you personally? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it does, Mark. And I think that as individuals, we have a level of expectations for ourselves and, you know, disconnecting from our day to day life. If it's, you know, you know, I live in the city, for example, and for me to disconnect from, you know, my responsibilities, my tasks, my chores, all of those things, and then go out in nature and expect to just be present all of a sudden, um, 
can be challenging, right? Um, it's, a, it's a different environment. You're supposed to calm your mind down when your mind is not calm. Um, and that can be a challenge for a lot of people. And um, I don't know if this happens to you, but like sometimes it takes me a few days to get in the rhythm of my new day-to-day -day routine outdoors. Like, you know, we're living outdoors or we're sleeping in our truck or we have a wall tent or we're in a smaller tent in the mountain. And so that's, that's a new environment. And your body is like, no, 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 no. You have to still do this at home. You have this phone exactly. call. And it, it actually takes time and it's actually a really good awareness to have of yourself because then you can, you can understand, you know, what is it in my day to day life, you know, back home that has me so occupied and preoccupied in my mind? Why, why can't I be present? I mean, look at this beautiful scenery that's surrounding me, you know, the mountains, the lakes and the oceans. And, you know, one of the other things that I've incorporated into like what I call my circle of interconnections of what I feel work well for me in my holistic life. And, you know, everyone's holistic life will look, will look different. You know, there's different things that you enjoy and like doing, but is meditation. And I have committed to meditation on a daily basis. And this has helped me to calm my mind and my thoughts down and helps me to be more present whether I'm hunting, whether, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on my business or whether I'm doing volunteer work for the Wild Sheep Society of BC. And I can't express enough to people how important meditation is. And I'm not just talking about the meditation that you just sit there and you're breathing. I mean, that works too, but we're talking about clearing out what is in your mind and your body and connecting yourself back to keeping that quietness and that calmness and just mm. just breathing and, and, and taking in whatever is in your environment. So really good question. And I think that we just, like I said, we live in this like hustle bustle kind of uh, environment. And then, you know, you're supposed to go out and just be present and it can be challenging for some people. I, I've sort of come to that um, epiphany within the last four years, five years where I've started using like a wall tent for my camp and um, early elk season I like to go set up the wall tent and like about a week before the season opens and then just you know get the camp organized do camp life and you know get some firewood set up and you know and maybe a little bit of fishing in the creek or whatever and I always had these grand visions that I'm going to get out there uh, hope you know stress so getting ready for a big trip you know making sure you have everything uh then hoping that nobody's in the camp spot where you're going so until you literally drive around the corner you got all this stress and anxiety about whether or not you're gonna have your your camp spot for two weeks and then i had all these grand ideas of like oh, i'm gonna get up at six o'clock in the morning and i'm gonna climb up on the knob and i'm gonna glass and see if i can see any elk and have everything all dialed in for opening morning and then and then morning rolls around and it's just like i'm not getting out of bed and i found myself going through these huge um crashes once i got my camp set up and i what i've learned that is i'm packing all of this stress and it, and it takes my body several days of just coming off of that, that cortisol loading in my body maybe is what it is to actually re relaxing so that I can be present for hunting. It's just, it's letting go of all that other stuff. My brain actually goes, no, all you have to do is stay warm, eat, 
and look for an elk. That's your life, you know, for two weeks. And uh, yeah, I think, and what you said about assessing that and going what back home is causing that uh, is an opportunity for, for change. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, Mark, we have these expectations of ourselves. And if you if, if you really sit consciously and think about those expectations, they're, they're probably not needed, right? But, but because we're living in a society of such fast paced stuff that, you know, the, the three things that we actually really need to survive on is, you know, um, air and sunlight, water and food, right? So as humans, we we've just evolved so quickly that we've forgotten about these things. And, you know, we allow these expectations of ourselves to kind of take over our consciousness. And then so we're living kind of subconsciously through our days. And then, you know, I love that nature kind of brings you back in, you know, like, even if it takes you a couple of days, that's okay. Um, you know, that's what I love about being outdoors and hunting and being around like-minded people like that is it brings me back to the moment of what is my purpose in life? Like, why am I here? What am I doing? What do I care about? What gives me that in, in my life? And then when, you know, at the end of my trip, I'm able to like kind of bring a lot of that back into my day-to-day life and just be a reminder that, you know what? You, what do you want to kind of be remembered for when you pass away? Like, you know, most people aren't going to say, oh, you were you were a great IT person or you had this career or that career. No, it's going to come down to what your purpose was and, and how you treated people, what you did in your life, what you respected in your life, how you cared for the planet, um, you know, all of those things. So I, I just love the awareness that that hunting brings us and it's going to bring each of us different things. Right. Yeah. So that's really great. That's, that's amazing that, you know, that you shared that because I've also found that when I'm out hunting, uh, a lot of times it's by myself that I never have a period of my life where I'm not more contemplative, more reflective of the past, of the future, of those very questions you just said, like, how do you want to be remembered? Uh, you know, those really deep, deep uh, maybe that's sometimes why I'm not present, right? Is I'm, I'm in these deep thought and you're like, oh my God, there's a ductus landed in front of me. I wasn't even paying attention, but, but I get it. Yeah. These very deep introspective, you know, discussions, uh, in, in my head, I don't think I've ever, I've ever cried as hard as I've ever cried in life. It's usually when I'm out hunting and sitting under a tree or on a mountain peak or something, just, you know, things will manifest themselves. And, uh, I, I'm not sure why um, that it takes that experience for those to unfold, but it's it'd be wonderful for more people to, and this is a great conversation, to, to realize there's more to hunting than just going, there's an animal, killing it, and then providing this food on your table. There's all these other things too, which transcends the animal. And that's why sometimes the greatest hunts are ones that you don't bring home an animal, but you know, a piece of you has changed. And do you use any of those experiences when you're coaching or talking to people? Like you're probably not saying, well, my prescription is you should take up hunting, but uh, you know, I'm sure you got to weave that in there some, some way, shape or form. You know, I, 
I bring up because I actually didn't grow up hunting or, or, or you know, know a lot about uh, conservation. I kind of approach it from a little bit of a different view because here in the city, um, there's, uh, you know, a stereotype of what a hunter looks like and what, you know, what they do and things like that. And so a really good way, a really good thing that we do is we share like our game meat um, at dinner. And so that's, that's like an opportunity to kind of bring up hunting and what it means to me. And, you know, I've, I've had people say to me, well, you don't look like a hunter. And I, you know, it gives me an opportunity to say, well, what does the hunter look like? And also it gives me the opportunity to talk about, well, what kinds of foods are you eating? Like what, where do you like to get your food from? Because for me, it's really important that I know where my food is coming from. And this isn't something that I had to really think about much in my life. I just feel like it's just inside of me. It's just deeply ingrained because, you know, our bodies need real quality food to thrive and to you know, live and, and care about the things that you want to do in your life. And it's a lot more important than what people think, you know, for instance, you know, here, I'll give you an example of why, you know, game meat, um, you know, and hunting is good for, you, you know, I, I talk a lot about the importance of sharing game meat with family and friends and sharing the experience of hunting. Of course, you know, you're sitting around the table, eating dinner with your friends and family, um, but also sharing a meal together has also been shown to, you know, and I'm talking about game meat, sharing game meat is also not game meat in particular, but sharing a meal has been shown to increase the secretion of oxytocin, which is referred to as like uh, the love hormone or cuddle hormone. And bonding, when this hormone yeah. is secreted, it increases, it increases feelings of love and closeness between humans. So not only are you feeding your body with the proper, you know, amino acids, um, organic meat, but you're also increasing a very important horm hormone in your body, oxytocin. It doesn't get much better than that in life, you know, um, what the 30 minutes that you're spending with your family or the hour that you're spending with your friends while you're eating. Um, and, you know, studies have been shown that sharing meals together um benefits your well-being and your health your enjoyment your longevity and it's extremely valuable in life and so um yeah i hope i answered your question there i kind of tailed off a little bit but yeah Abs absolutely that that's amazing and and uh yeah the the thing of sharing the meals that is super super interesting now I, you've probably experienced this when you're you know, a group of friends that hunt or and probably the summits and the and the committee work you do and stuff when you get around with your friends and you start talking about your hunting story, like the sitting around the campfire type stuff. It's like laughter is a huge part of hunting stories because crazy things happen to us when we're out there that usually are funny after afterwards. And so you layer in the sharing aspect and now you layer in laughter uh laughter itself actually is healthy for you because it releases your brain releases a chemical in, into your blood that makes you feel good you can actually get high on it what, what can you remember what the hormone is i know you can get like the the giggles is when you have an overdose of um i'm just trying to remember the brain hormone you know where the uncontrollable I... giggling it's just but 
Yeah, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it releases a, a certain amount of endorphins and and has, you know, your nervous system works better, the the hormones start producing better and you know, it's actually I I like that you brought that up because it's really important to me that I laugh. Like I try mm. to to laugh at something every day or have that as part of of my life because I mean, let's be honest, doesn't everybody feel better when they're laughing? And like, there's just feels like such a release to that. And I think it's so underutilized, really, um, in mental health. So mm -hmm. yeah, that it's a really important part of life, we need to be enjoying our life as well. And making sure that we incorporate these, these daily things that help us to be better humans. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know one of the things that you do as part of your holistic living is yoga. And I am almost today is just like the beginning of December. I'm almost one year exactly to the day of being in yoga uh, with my wife. We go anywhere from like five to sometimes eight times a week, twice a day, sometimes at early in the morning and, and in the evening. And I left the gym. You know, I left a personal trainer at the gym, weights and stuff, and shifted over to yoga. And it has been so much better for me body-wise, range of motion, strength, endurance. But another big part, which I didn't expect from yoga, was the mindful part of learning to do two things. One, to just focus on myself for an hour and leave the outside world behind and also learning to get control of my nervous system and tell it it's okay to quiet down now, um, which you know through yoga is done through the, through the deep breathing. Would you encourage more people as, as to try yoga, even hunters? Yes, absolutely. And here's a few things that I've noticed. Um, you know, at first, people say you're you're a hunter and you teach yoga. Like, I don't see the the relationship between that. But here, I'll, I'll, I'll give some examples of how I feel they interconnect for me. When you're in yoga, you need to have a certain type of breath work. You know, you, you don't want to be breathing up in your chest. It's going to come from your belly. When you're down on the ground or up on the mountain and you have your rifle scoped in and you need to calm your breath down, yoga really helps with that. And same with meditation. You're able to breathe from your lower belly all the way up. You're able to focus. I'm, I, you know, I just was talking to my husband about this, that I am extremely calm when it's time to pull the trigger. I am extremely calm when I'm set up. And I'm almost so hyper aware of it now. Like I don't get really, really excited. I just like, I'm so calm and peaceful. And I'm just like, I see the animal and it feels so natural for me. And I'm wondering if yoga and meditation has played a really big part in that. And I, and I, and I think it has. And then, you know, think about the yoga moves that you're doing sometimes. I mean, these positions aren't positions that people get into every day. So when you're hunting, you're, you don't get the perfect setup. You have to, you have to work with your environment. You have logs, you have big trees, you have bushes, you have, you know, the terrain is not like flat, like a, a pathway or a sidewalk. And so being able to maneuver your body in these positions while you're hunting is, I think, you know, correlated and related to what I do in, in yoga. And so there's so many benefits I get in yoga that help me in hunting. And I think vice versa too, right? Like, 
both of those work together really nicely to you know have that physical ability and and be and also be aware of your breath and be conscious of what you're doing in that moment you know be present however you mm. want to take a look at it so um it's really helped me in in a lot of ways become um uh, you know more of a, a conscious hunter or just be a little bit more aware w- when i go out there um so yeah definitely good for you so you know i've i've been doing yoga for 10 years and i do encourage people to to get into the practice i know i've i've heard from a lot of people saying you know i don't really like yoga i've been to a few well i just want to put out there that there is many 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 different kinds of yoga you know you've got vinyasa flow you've got just deep breathing yoga i mean try try and tr- Try them all out and see which one you like. Um, there's a lot of physical benefit for it, for sure. Yeah, and and I've experienced those same things, like the physical benefits. Um, you know, weightlifting, which sort of seems to be where sort of like the male hunting archetype is at the gym, heavy, heavy weights, um, you know, trained to hunt, you know, big, heavy packs. Like there is a lot of power involved in hunting when you got a pack, you're climbing staircase, lifting that sort of stuff. But what I found is like, there's a tremendous amount of really, really fine finesse things in hunting. One of the biggest ones for me, and of course, as I get older is balance, like just the amount of stuff that you have to do that's balance related, like walking quietly on a hillside because you're stalking something or what you said about the different poses and the strength uh, and the endurance that those holding those poses brings is we've probably all experienced that where you're crawling on your hands and knees or whatever and you're peering around and all of a sudden you're like, "Uh oh, it's right there and it's staring and you're frozen in this really awkward position waiting for the animal to, you know, sort of go back to feeding or whatever, and then you can move. And it's like, I've had to hold some of those positions for a long time. And it's like, thank goodness my body can can actually handle that or tolerate sitting still for more than, you know, 10 minutes. And But the breathing part is a really interesting one you brought up because, you know, hunting i always realize that they always talk about breath breath control um you know you get ready for the shot you know you breathe in and at the bottom of the breath cycles when you squeeze your trigger and you know that's a classic you know sort of sharpshooter type training thing and for me i found the breathing is learning to calm my nervous system not necessarily the breath or the heart rate there's part of that but when you can quiet your nervous system, all your muscles settle down, your heart settles down and you don't have the shaking or the pull or whatever. And the connection for me has been the control of the central nervous system, not so much muscles, if that makes sense. So, Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense, um, Mark, because, um, you know, the nervous system, I mean, our, our systems are all connected in our body, right? Mm. But the nervous system in particular, if we can, if we can calm that down, um, and, and, you know, yoga and meditation can do that for people. And, you know, this is for another podcast. I could go into the science. If people need more science to back that up, I, I could go into more of that, but that's for another time. But there, there is a lot of studies show how to calm your nervous system down and breath work is one of them. Um, mm. Definitely. So it, it makes complete sense. No. 
Well, this is a bit of a plug for the guys out there listening, whether they're young and fit and power lifters, or if you're getting on an age, like it's like, yeah, make, <laughs> make yoga part of it. I, uh, you know, I don't feel bad at all for being there. Um, you know, multiple times a week, it's doing me nothing but good in, in hunting. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about to kind of maybe close off uh, a little bit about sort of holistic health is your involvement in conservation. Do you find that that as a way of giving back is more than just an obligation because you have a hunting license in your pocket, but it is an essential part of living a balanced and holistic life? Like do you see what I mean? Like they could be two yeah. different things. Like it's, it's your obligation as a hunter being conservation versus I'm doing this for me because it feels good. How does that fit into your life? Cause you're doing a lot in your spare time for conservation. Yeah. You know, if I may, I just, I want to kind of just talk about the wild sheep foundation, the women hunt program, because that program ignited a spark in me and one of the aspects of the women hunt program was giving back and they were able to teach us and guide us the importance of giving back in conservation and hunting and in 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 this space right and i think that it's really important that we find that purpose of giving back because if we're not being of service in some way then how are we being proactive about you know, you know, engaging other people in hunting and conservation, how are we to hold on to uh, the things that we love to do and have in our lives, which, you know, hunting, it's a, it's a really important aspect of life. And I wish that more people would engage in it. But the program taught me that if you're not giving back, then, you know, you're kind of, you know, I don't want to, they didn't use the word selfish, but it's just a part of being, um, participating in the hunting and conservation space. And then, you know, that led me down a path of learning more about conservation and wanting to be a volunteer and wanting to engage more people, but specifically women through the Women Shaping uh, Conservation Program. But, you know, um, I definitely have to say that the Women Hunt Program really ignited that spark in me. And, and I'm so thankful that I was selected. They, you know, they choose 12 women a year to go and, um, so that helped me find my way and my path. And it gave me the confidence to move forward in this space, which can be intimidating at, at times for people, right? Depending on what, where they're coming from, their backgrounds and things like that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm still new to all this too, but I'm trying to, um, just align myself where I feel in life is the important path for me and, how I can contribute to, you know, our planet, our societies, our communities, our families, our friends. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. So it's great. Mm. I, I love that word that you use like a spark. And, and I think that's important. It's important for me in like sort of holistic and balanced living as well. And, and, you know, I think people can find that spark maybe anywhere in their life. It doesn't necessarily have, because there's different ways of giving back to conservation, but, and there's also different ways of giving back to your community and, you know, in, in all types of ways, but there's just something about giving back that's just 
deeply satisfying and it's a little tiny piece of our psyche that I think if you're not, there's probably like a little puzzle piece that's missing, right? And your body's going, you don't have all the pieces in place. And, and, and until you actually learn to like give of yourself and give of your time, you're probably missing a little tiny bit. And, and, uh, so that's, that's exciting for you that, you know, both being a hunter, uh, that conservation was somewhere that you that you found that spark as well and connecting with other women. Very inspiring. Oh, well, thank you. You know, it's, it's so exciting to be a part of like it, it, it's a community of, of friends and people, you know, everyone's like-minded. We all want the same things. And like, how amazing is that to be a part of? And, and that's where people, we can all start to give back and, you know, move forward in that direction. Hmm. Any, uh, any final thoughts on advice that you want to leave folks with if they're looking for more, they're looking to sort of start down this path of finding what the holistic balance is in their life. Where would you, so one, where can people find you? And then two, what, what's a, what's a key way to get someone started down that path? Do you know, I think, um, a key way to kind of get people started down that path is just to really continue to share what you're doing in your life. And, you know, I do that through my Instagram page, the best way that I know how to. Um, and that's kind of mostly where people can, can find me right now is on my, uh, Instagram. And I'm really, I really try to share what I'm doing in my day to day life without having too much prep work behind it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can do anything with reels these days, but I'm just trying to encourage people, you know, to get outdoors and to just, you know, get outdoors, um, be involved in conservation and just uh, understand that hunting is a really big part of our lives, whether you know it or not, or whether you like it or not. Um, and you know that there's a lot of individuals that have found purpose and page and patience and, resilience through their hunting journeys and I know that that's been the case for me and was the missing puzzle and so I want to continue to encourage um, people and specifically women to to you know just come out of your comfort zone a little bit and just just try and see how that can benefit you and your your day-to-day -day life and so as well as education you know education you know and sharing knowledge with people um, you know your children your family your friends just opens up conversations and dispels myths and brings awareness to the hunting and conservation space mm, very well said rebecca thanks for joining me today this was a great conversation very inspiring well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. No, it's it's cool to dive into these sort of areas of hunting and lifestyle and where they merge and stuff that aren't aren't traditionally talked about, I guess. So that's uh I'm I'm glad I found you on social media and and we were able to connect and have this conversation. I, I hopefully it's one of many to come in the future. Well, thank you. Uh, folks, Rebecca Peters, uh, find her on Instagram at mindfulfuel.ca. Uh, follow her along, uh, ask her questions, and and be mindful in your life and your hunting pursuits. And 
start filling some of the pieces of your puzzle.